What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Power Stroke Tech Talk podcast. This is number 3131. We're having fun. We're getting them up there. Uh, we have our lovely DS. He's in the garage. I'm in the garage. Our newcomer, Rob, he's in the garage. And we got Rylan up at the top. He is in the basement. But thank you for coming back. Um, we are... We're talking trucks. You know what we do. Uh, we're getting used to it. Uh, we're talking about our power strokes all over the internet. We are on the Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, TuneIn, and Podbean. You guys can check us all out and listen to us at your leisure. Um, yeah, and we got shirts. I got shirts. I keep forgetting to mention it. Um, I need to get. I need to get that going. Get that on a little grind gig because i keep forgetting about it just got so much going on but uh i don't know if anybody can see rob he's got a lovely black beauty sitting there in the garage i like it i can't see what year it is okay but we're definitely working some luma duty why don't you tell us what, what what's what's the deal with that thing man so it's a 17 it's a 17 lariat ultimate crew cab power stroke diesel four by four the fx4 um chrome package um you know really stock i ordered it brand new actually you know i was reading about this change to aluminum uh the you know the power strokes in general and i got in on the computer as soon as it opened back in, in 2016 of november and uh actually earlier than that in april that's when the computers opened in 2016 and i received the truck in november of uh, 16 had it ever since ordered it just how I wanted right down to the, you know, the small details, you know, what do we got on the clock? I'm going to guess. Let's see. I'm going to guess. Let's do it. Um, I'm going to say you got 61,000. Yeah. Any other, any other, I guess is out there. Um, the being that you live out, way out you know you probably you know since 17 i'm gonna guess 123 okay that's closer that's closer but you know now i saw go ahead i'm gonna go 105 so we're at one we're at 134.7 dang you gotta think everything's a little bit more spaced out out there so yeah so a lot of highway miles um original brake pads and rotors Never touched it. I had the brake fluid. I wish I had a soundboard right now where I could go, yeah. Yeah, right. Nice. I mean, you know, I kind of drive it easy. And so that probably accounts for that. But um, I changed the tires out at 122. Okay. 122 out of the stock Michelins. And I put the same set back on. I mean, I like the the stock ride and the quietness and stuff, especially the family thing. I so. do have one question. Did you get one of these at all? That's extended. Yeah, I did, but it expired. I Mine only went to 100. Is that, okay. is that the one you're talking about? Yep, yep. To- this is, um, I had talked to just briefly about this in another podcast, and I'm actually uh, doing some research and um, conjuring everything to make uh, some content. I want to talk about Ford's ESP plans and 
and Rob said he had that on there and unfortunately it expired. Um, but I just recently purchased mine for my 2020, uh, my, but my best bud, he just got his, for his 19, a few of my other buddies have got their extended service plans now, but I highly, highly recommend it. And I want to, to make a video highlighting, you know, the things that maybe people don't know about these, because I think there's a misguidance when you buy a truck or a vehicle for that matter, and you're, I don't want to say, you know, rushed into the deal or whatever, and you may not get the exact service plan that may be good for you. And I want to go over those so you can be making educated decision, you know, with these, Rob may know, I don't know if you've had any repairs done, but these emission components, you know, the DPF, the EGR, the turbos, and even the main stuff, you know, the guts of the engine. I mean, the stuff's expensive, but having that ESP plan, Ford's ESP plan, it's not a aftermarket. I'm not getting paid to endorse it. I'm doing the repairs and the stuff that I see is covered. Believe me, it is well worth the $3,500 or 3100 whatever your your criteria is for your truck and mileage and how far out you want to go well you and, know and it's funny i did have a water pump go out at 65 it was it was weeping and it was under warranty Excellent. and that was part of the esp because that was Excellent. past the 36 so i was yeah, watching uh, when you i was watching the podcast power stroke tech talk podcast i wasn't in this episode but i was ended up watching it and uh, it, you guys were talking about, you know, having to replace a sensor, one sensor on the like exhaust system. Could it cost you 800 bucks? Oh, easy. Wow. You know, it was like, whoa. Yeah. yeah you know, it, it, it can add up fast. I'm like, man. So I guess it's cool to have, you know, it's cool to have that. Uh, yeah. Yes, it's I, I think, think like $5,000 repair or $100 deductible. $8,000 repair, $100 deductible. Like uh, the cost of the ESP was three grand, $5,000 repair, $100 deductible. Like, dude, trust me. You got a Vista roof. Now here's the got that dual roof panel. I do. Yeah. $3,000 no repair or $100 deductible. Trust me. No, I'm gonna play devil's I, advocate for a little. If what if you were getting a gasoline truck? Were you getting a, like a six two? Yeah. You know what I mean? Is the ESP cheaper for that truck? I would imagine. Oh, absolutely, most definitely. So it would be comparable. It's not like you're gonna pay as much. No, 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 no. To, it's gonna. They have like a chart, like a huge chart that's got, you know, every vehicle, the mileage the time and it's like you you take it and you like it intersects and then like that's like your little the yeah. block you pay or you know because there's a whole different bunch of choices and it's you know do you go right off the rip and get the 150,000 mile uh I, I think right off I think when they go? put the maintenance into it I think it's just too much like when you when you want to oh. put I, I don't, I don't, I, but maybe for other people, that's a good fit. But for me, that's just not a good fit. To change you know, my you know, oil I, actually, and all that. I actually bought that. I bought that up front, the maintenance. I had yeah. 11, 13 services or uh, quote me, is it 11 or 13? I, it went by so fast, but I mean, uh, I was, I was new to diesel and I was 
you know, I'm mechanically inclined. I can do my own, a lot of my own stuff, but I still was a little intimidated. So that's kind of why I did yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I did my oil change now for the first time and I did the, uh, the fuel filters and I'm blown away at how easy it was. Like it literally for oil is the easiest oil change I've ever done. And no, that's I what I, and that's what I found out when I started doing myself. I'm like, I don't know if I'll do this again, but we well, kind of figured it out with a service advisor, just playing around with numbers. And it really almost breaks even to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't if you like, pay someone else, you know, for the labor. Yeah. So. I don't like, well, if you get the ESP plan with the maintenance in it, do they, are they going to tell you what kind of maintenance to get? No, but they're going to tell you when to do it. Yeah. So if you come in and you're wanting to do, you know, say you're a dude that wants to do every three to 5,000 miles. Well, if you're, you got to come in at the 7,500 and then. Which might be not what you want to do. That's. You know ex- I mean? Or, or exactly. you know what they, you know what they did for me? If you want to change oil or tranny fluid earlier, that's fine. They'll let you do it. It'll just eat up your, 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 the amount of times you have. So out of that 13 oh, okay. or 11, they'll just take one off. So oh, okay. then you'll, you'll just run short on your mileage. Now it'd be cool too. Like they would just run mileage, maybe not, but if they, maybe if they run the oil life monitor, it'd be all right. Because you could run through your oil life monitor in like 3000 miles. If you're using it that hard or that in, in those conditions. But if I had to run 7,500 miles, I don't even think that, I, I don't even know what would happen because my oil life monitor goes off. I'm at two oil changes at 7,500 miles. So yeah i mean uh, you know it's uh so what i did is i you know i was doing like five thousand five thousand you know you know and then they're like oh you know ford is saying seventy five hundred that's what they'll only pay for you know and then they were telling me fuel filters they were going like thirty thousand for fuel yeah something crazy that's what they'll pay for and if you want fuel filters yeah, if you want fuel filters at the severe duty use, 15,000, which is in the book, severe duty, 15,000, then you're going to have to use up one of your service service uh, visits. Yeah, so, when, I'm severe yeah. duty all, all around. I'm just severe duty. Yeah. Since you got out of your maintenance package or whatever, what has been your what are you still doing 5,000? Have you been doing 7,500? Are you done something different? You know, the last one, I, the last couple ones I've done 7,500 cause you know, I'm not towing all the time and I'm not hauling all the time. So, you know, I kind of been keeping a close eye on it and I won't go past 7,500 for sure. I guess and, I forgot and, to even start off asking, like, since you've had this truck, cause obviously you're the original owner, you own, you own yep. it. What am I talking yep. about? You ordered it. Um, ordered it yeah. Have you had, any problems? Has it been to the dealer? Have you had, did something blow up? Did you have water leak? No, he's what, anything, any problems? Just, just that water pump. That no kidding. Is excellent. It. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. That really is it. So is it, maintenance, yeah. is it true? Am I correct in saying that this would be like the first run 17s? Yeah. Gotten? Yeah. And it actually, you know, what's interesting about that is, you know, that coalescence uh, filter, the, for the, the crankcase ventilation. Mm-hmm. I know you did a video on that where you changed it. It's way in the back of the firewall. Uh-huh. This this has the sixteen. I had the sixteen and earlier sealed one. On Does it. it? Yeah, and then I and then I saw some other videos that the later seventeens had the bolts, the changeable. 
So I think that since it's an early run, you know, I remember you did another video on the wire, a wiring harness over by the air filter. There's, there could have been, there, there might've been chafing. Yeah. Things. On the EGR cooler. That's it. And this is, this is covered. This is a uh, seal. I think it's got some loom around it or something. So, cause I checked it cause of you. Thank you for that. Appreciate yeah. That. that was, uh, I that found probably, I don't know. It was a good, maybe half dozen trucks like that. And I, I wound up oh. uh, tweaking one of the AC lines, just kind of just to the side, just a little bit. And it gave that harness just enough more room to be, you know, and not so crammed up against the EGR cooler. And that was what I was seeing um, cause these chafes. And, you know, it was ultimately causing a check engine light was running rough, kind of shorten the injector uh, circuits out and was making it, making it run all funny. So um, I guess I I see DS sitting here and it just reminded me something because I talked to somebody before we started filming um, and said a 430 gears. He said 430 gears, and I forgot about 430 gears. And we got a drink for 430, 430 gears. Um, but I know he's wondering, what kind of oil are you running? Shell Rotella T6. Okay, okay. Synthetic. okay, okay. I, I, ran, I ran, you know, under the plan, the, uh, what do they call that? The Not the ES extended service plan, the... Um, platinum main it was maintenance yeah and i had the platinum one or whatever yeah yeah um they just included the power stroke oil the 1030 or whatever 1030 yeah Yeah. 1030 and um ever since i got out of that i just switched i switched over to the shell any improvements i mean yeah yeah definitely i think you know i actually had a little you know after a couple of the oil changes under 100 i had a little tick Let's sound even like a lifter tick, maybe even in it. Uh-huh. Just it, it went away really quickly. But ever since the change oil, never that's never came back again. Are, are you changing the oil was. yourself or are you taking it in? I am changing myself right here in the garage. So I, 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 I am not jinxing you by any means, but I mean, you got no upper oil pan leaks or anything? Everything? Nothing. Nothing. Right on, man. Freaking yeah. so, so with that, you. with your truck, um, you've already said you've had one issue that's the water pump correct you've never had a sunroof problem you got a real early model twin panel moonroof Negative. so an interesting theory was brought up that people who garage keep their trucks or keep their trucks in garages with that twin panel moonroof have a lot more success because their truck's not in the elements all the time that seal's not always getting cooked I could totally uh, see absolutely. that. I mean, I could totally I mean, see I could that. Have, yeah, I can attest to a garage kept vehicle. I mean, you you saw the Fox body I showed you guys earlier. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's been that's been garage kept its whole life. And you Did know, you guys that, get that, that brand new? That. What's that? Did you get that brand new? Got that brand new. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, way yeah, cool. Yeah. How many miles? How many original miles are on it? Uh, 189. But Dude, everything, that's, is, everything is changed. That's everything. way cool, bro. That's a lot of miles. That's, that's way solid, cool. You know, everything from motor mounts, training mount, drive shaft, everything's changed. Suspension. Everything's been replaced at least once. <laughs> yeah. 
you could say that you know i that's awesome i had some fun with that car for sure has some has some some uh, sad times with it too you know I bet, I, the downs. fact that you still have it though that's i mean yeah how often do you that's still drive it awesome. what's that permit how how often do you still drive it well, I took it to the Woodward Dream Cruise. I mean, uh, A-Rod knows about that up here in, Detroit, in the, you know, in the southeast. Yeah, that's a, but yeah, that's a pretty, uh, did you drive it there? Or did you tell it or what? Yeah, no, I drive it from where I live. You know, it just, wow. yeah. But it's only, it's only like what, like maybe 45 minutes or an hour? It's an hour and a half. Hour, an hour and a half. half, okay. Yeah, yeah. So all these people listening are going to be like, all right, wait, hold on, what is he, what's he talking, what's he talking about? What's he talking about? Well, what is he talking about? Yeah. So you got to say what you're talking about because. All right, you want to show? You got to well, that's well. You got to talk and say it at the same time because people all aren't watching it. So you have to de- describe at the same time. Oh, I think you're froze. Oh. Oh no, he's frozen. It'll, oh. it'll come back soon. We're, gl- we're glitching. I don't know if you guys. Ryan, oh, he's, there? he's froze. Ryan, are you frozen? Nope, he's there. Oh, okay. I'm like, dude, Ryan is not moving. Oh. He'll, he'll be back. He'll be oh. back. There he back. Almost. Man. Oh, there you are. There you go. All right. I don't know. You want to try it again or not? I don't know. Uh, we I'm might sure. We might lock it up. I can try it. I guess we'll see what happens. Let's try it. It Let's worked well last time. Try it. You still good? Yeah. Still good. Oh that. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Did it lock up? No. Original paint and everything or no, that's not original paint. That's uh that that's been redone. That that car was I lived in South Florida. I had that uh painted down there. Uh they did an okay. Yeah, that's uh that's the original. It's a nineteen ninety Fox Body Mustang GT, black leather, triple black, black leather, five speed, oh. black top. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, and I got, a, I got, a, it's got a 67 millimeter turbo on it, uh, intercooled. Dang. Yeah, it, it, you know, you know what's funny about it? It's a stock block, and that's kind of the weakness of it. But you know, I've got head studs on it, and uh, that saves that. And the heads are O-rings, and I really, I really believe in that. You know, with boosted vehicles, you know, O-ring the heads, so it kind of impre- impre- uh, puts an impression in the head gasket. So you're not likely yep. to blow a head gasket as easy. That firing but ring. I don't want to. I don't want it to. Am I still good moving? Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean it's got lowering springs and there's a lot of stuff to it. But yeah, it's just up there. That's it's awesome. Good. Yeah. I so, like yeah. the turbos. I have a supercharged. Uh, well, I have a supercharged Tahoe that I keep here oh, in the nice. garage. Um, but I, I definitely want to get a video of, uh, make a video on that. Cause I've been asked what's been under the cover of my, my garage queen. Although it yeah. is a GM, it, uh, it's not naturally aspirated. Yeah. 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 I put, I put bare brakes on this so it could stop, you know, it's got four wheel bare brakes and you know, it's pretty well balanced. It's got a cage in it. It's got a six point cage subframe connectors i mean it, it's pretty the car actually being a convertible it's a little heavier so it actually hooks up believe it or not oh I yeah mean, I, you know it's got the drag radios but i don't even have to heat up the tires in it it really does well 
I think hook, because of that. Hook and book. Yeah. So I put a TKO 600 trans in it, you know, because the stock T5 and those, I mean, those are, I mean, you put even a small amount of power in it and you just break them. Even if you go to a world-class T5, yeah. So sitting back down, sitting back down in front of your truck just yeah. made me yeah. think of a question. So when sure. you, when you bought your truck and you ordered it, did you, did you have like accessories that you wanted like factory dealer installed versus you oh, i'll just do it after oh i'll just do that i'll do that myself was there like something really? that you didn't get that you were gonna choose yeah otherwise? yeah really good question i mean so the bedliner i was going to get a factory bedliner and it had says ford on it you know the spray bedliner or the or the, the spray in the oh, spray okay. okay and it was like 700 it was about 700 and some dollars of an option. And my they don't cost that sales. Much. Yeah. What's that? They don't cost. I mean, they cost what? 600 bucks for like a line X, right? Uh, yeah. Line X. Yeah. Well, Ford was charging that at the time. I don't know if it's yeah. came down since, but I don't know. My, my dealer, my sales guy, he, he's really experienced. He was like, listen, he's like, I got a guy that can do it. So as soon as I get the truck, we'll take it over there. It'll be done before you pick it up and sign the papers. So he's, and he charged me 400 bucks. So yeah, it doesn't say Ford, you know, on the back of the bed, doesn't have the, the oval and say Ford, but it's pretty good. And then, um, accessories. I mean, I was going to get the vinyl floors. I, I contemplated that in doing the carpet. Really? I did, man. Cause you know, it's like, you're wearing your shoes in your car all the time. I, I, I never really understood the point of carpet really in vehicles, especially a truck like this. I mean, I get it. It's softer on your feet, I guess. <laughs> I mean, a little bit more sound deadening, a little bit more sound deadening, but you get, okay. That okay. I didn't think you about get it. that. All right, you get all it. Right. You get it with the vinyl. Cause it's, uh, it's still got all the carpet material thingy like that. It's underneath the vinyl that thick. Okay. Yeah, it's not Padding. like the old the old days was just a sheet of vinyl. On oh, vinyl. okay. But now this pretty much gives you the same amount of insulation too, but okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, that that's about it. I mean, besides that, you know, I I I I juggled around the idea of getting a platinum because I was up there in price already. I'm starting to peg this out. I'm getting ultimate package. I'm getting chrome package. I'm getting, you know, adding things in and I'm just like, well, I'm about, you know, eight to 10,000 off of the platinum. Right. But then I thought, I thought to myself, I'm like, well, I'll get the be better leather. I know that with the platinum, I'll get the camera system, which I didn't really care about, to be honest with you. I, some people might find that funny, but not me. I didn't really care about it too much. And then I obviously the rear heated seat in the platinum okay. and the massaging, the massaging seats too. Yeah. That's I, pretty. That, that is a big one. I, <laughs> That was a tough one, you know. That but. was really cool. That was really cool, especially back in uh, seventeen, because yeah. it was like the first. Uh, Super Duty's got massage seats. No yeah, way. <laughs> they really they flipped it, you know, with these Super Duties, and then obviously the uh, retractable running running boards. Oh for the, yeah, the, the toys, you know. Yeah. And first I said to pop myself, tailgate. You know, I've got that on this on the Lariat Ultimate. Yeah. So I got that on the remote and I got remote start, but you know, I just, I said to myself, resale value, I was going to, I'm going to keep this truck for probably up to 15 years, maybe probably somewhere around there. So I said to myself, 
am I going to get that money out of it in 15 years being a platinum when I go to sell it? And I, I said to myself, I don't think so. You know, did you and get so, the, the I don't know. It was heat? a hard decision. And, and that might sound weird to some people. You know, some people might say, oh, I want to, you know, be kind of balling and have the platinum, you know, but it's short lived because you ever yeah. see like a platinum that's like 10 years old. It's just like a lariat. Yeah. But we don't know. I mean, we don't know if that's still going to be the case going down the road. And it might. I mean, platinums now, it seems like Ford's kind of uh, separated themselves, separated their platinums out, like you said, the better leather and all that. But if you're looking like at like a platinum from the uh, 11 through 16 models, it's not that big of a difference. Whereas gotcha. now, now, eh, but, you know, time kind of equals everything out anyway, you know. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the Platinums are awesome. I mean, don't get yeah. me, you know, I think they're, <laughs> I mean, they, oh, yeah. it's, it turns my head, you know, for sure. But 450, you, know, you see that 450 me, rolling down the road and it's like, to, to yeah, me, though, platinum, to me, yeah, one of the problems, <laughs> one of the problems I had with the Platinum is all that badging is just too much for me. Like, if it could just be Platinum and kind of more low key, then sure. Like, you get in, like, oh, I didn't know this was a Platinum. But for you to just put that thing on the whole rear and just like platinum, like I just, platinum. it's too much. It's just too much. Right. I'm not, you know. Yeah, I, I get you saying. So that, that was just my decision. And I mean, the wife was a little bit in on that too, you know. She was yeah. like, yeah, we're good at where we were did at. You, did, you get L, did you uh, get L What you really right? meant to say was my financial advisor, because I have exactly, one too. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. The boss, yeah, for sure. No, I yeah, I got the LED for sure. That was that was a deal breaker. I mean, if I didn't get the LED lights, I wasn't getting this truck. I mean, I saw how awesome those looked, you know, when in in the in the magazines and and Ford's, you know, PR, you know, when they first started introduced this thing. Ooh, I think you know, Tom's, I was like, I Tom's coming in. That, you know? Tom's think, coming in. I think back okay. then you can get the LED lights with every yeah. Package. It was, mm -hmm. a, it was, a, I remember it was $1,100. And you can get it with any trim, I think. Yeah, it was 1100 bucks. It came with the, the bliss, the blind spot, uh, you know, sensors in the tail lights. And then it's, you know, all LED. The front, obviously, I think the cab, are all the cab lights, even in yeah. the XL, are they LED? I don't know. I, well, I don't know. Uh, it make, well, I don't know, but I know they stopped. I know they since stopped offering that LED light package on on XL or or XLT. Okay, but I think back in the day, the quad beams. Could, yeah, yeah. What's up, Mister Tom? Welcome, welcome. Oh, there he is. What's going on, Mister Tom? Just enjoying it here. How are you guys doing? Not too bad. Going not too bad. Good. Just talking. Uh, talking about this uh black truck here we got behind yeah. rob rob this is tom we hey, tom. uh hey nice to um, you just going over uh just kind of he, he's got a 17 got about a hundred and hundred and what'd you say eight 134 oh one i'm way off 134 yeah. Yeah. um just broke it, in yeah just broke yeah. in yeah. Okay. oh yeah yeah nice truck yeah. And um, yeah, we were just kind of uh, talking about uh, his 
accessories that he, you know, may, maybe ordered with the truck and uh, didn't want to get and wanted to wait after the fact. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of guys when I feel, I mean, I guess it's different because I didn't order a truck, but I still would love to uh, just have that experience of being able to like a DS did and going through and, you know, picking all the packages and seeing, Oh, you know, what, what changes, you know, you get different bumper, you get different, different wheels changes this or the interior. There's so literally so many things you can pick from. It's, I mean, it's a little overwhelming, but we did build a truck on here. Um, one time. On you know, the, and that's kind of the big difference between the U S companies and the, like the Japanese truck, you know, they're pretty much, you, you pick a package and that's what you get cookie cutter you know? whereas yeah. with the uh, u.s trucks it's yeah you got a trim level and uh, but then even after you pick the package you've got all of these other a la carte options i call them you know where you can go in there and delete this and add that and change this and like he was talking about getting the vinyl floor and having right. the, the carpet delete it's like that's you know, you got the the, the trim uh, the trimmed out house truck. You know all the options, but you can opt wish, out uh, and have that. Uh, you know, no I wish I, yeah. I wish I would have got the vinyl floor. You know, go to the car wash and wash it out. You know, <laughs> uh, maybe uh, wipe know. it out. Yeah. I had a customer do yeah, that, it. Yeah. and it <laughs> just oh my goodness, it was horrible. You remember the it. Honda Element? Uh huh. That little boxy looking Honda thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can you do know, that to vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. They originally designed that for college kids. Uh, and that was one of the aspects that they were advertising was that you could take it to the car wash and wash it out. Well, that's uh, how they need to make the, the super duties. Right. They really should. I mean, it's, it's waterproof the dash. You know, yeah. well, not even, uh, well, that'd be cool too, but just make the bottom, make the floor rubber and waterproof. That would be cool. If it were. Speaking mm. of, of super duty, trying to, trying, trying, we need that in a super duty. I heard on the streets that there might be something coming up for Super Duty, possibly in 23. Uh oh. Uh oh. That we What'd you hear? Possibly something with uh, some generation of, of, of 1.21 gigawatts in the back. Oh. I'm down. I want that. Remember, we were just talking about that. How it would be? Uh, I think DS was talking about that being at at a construction site because nobody pulls up and has power there. I've right? been saying that probably for like eight years. That on the line, like going back and forth with the guy across from me, like, man, don't you think they should just have a hybrid? Man, <laughs> I can't so. even imagine. What kind of contraption? All I see is wires and cables and oh, yeah. more modules. I'm like, oh. oh. You remember the the mid 2000s? Chevrolet and GMC had a a uh, kind of a partial hybrid uh, on their gas truck. Yeah, they had a uh, in place of the torque converter, they had an electric motor. Uh, yeah inside the transmission and that's kind of what they had was they had electrical outlets in the bed of the truck oh uh, really i didn't know they had yeah. those outlets yeah didn't i didn't provide, know that either. they didn't provide near as much as some of the hybrids can provide now i mean like what the new f-150 with the 3.5 uh 
uh, hybrid. I mean, first off, the thing puts out what about 500 horsepower or something? Power about boost, 500 foot pounds yeah, of torque. Boost, yeah. yeah, yeah. Plus, you've got all the the electrical. Uh, there were some COVID stories about people, you know, like losing electricity uh, during a storm or something. Yeah, and one of those trucks pulls up and like powers the whole neighborhood or something. You know. Yeah, that's incredible. You know, you know, no, there was a, how much how much can a Super Duty power? <laughs> Go ahead, Rob. Sorry to cut you off. No, there was just a few things I forgot on accessories while we're talking about it. Um, so I got I got the rear inflatable seatbelts for this how are truck. Those? And oh, well, you know, I was wow. thinking I was I was I don't see thinking, that too often. No, and I was thinking of my kids, you know. Okay. And uh it was only a hundred and it was like $168. I was like, that's kind of a no brainer for me. Was this a factory option or a dealer option or an aftermarket? He froze up. Just, be uh, thing that you can do. You're break. You're breaking up. Oh, he's all crackly. He's he's all crackly, folks. The internet died at his place tonight. Yeah. It's got a... Uh, what was I just going to ask? I am... Oh. Oh. We're having technical difficulties. Okay. My back? There you go. There you go. Okay. No? Yeah. Yeah, you're back. You're good. All right, good. And then oh. and then another thing another thing I got is I got the heavy duty tow package. And that came with um the upgraded springs and then the uh, F350 axle I have in this truck. So, so do I you have, have a, a is, you, is that a 250 or a 350? It's a 250, but I have the F350, the Dana M275 14 bolt axle in this. Yeah, the big boy. So yeah. you, so your gross vehicle weight rating is over ten thousand. It's like what eleven? No, it's it's right at ten thousand. Mm -hmm. And it's thank you for mentioning that. Um, I took it to the cat scales over at you know, Pilot Truck Center. We have one out here, and it, I weighed in at eighty two hundred, and that was you know I have a tonneau cover on it. That's with my weight, and my daughter was in the car, but she's two, so that just oh. so so with the normal uh accessories and everything that you have in a truck you have what less than two thousand pounds of free payload yeah it's only like the sticker says 2200 you know the yellow sticker right. without anything right. yeah so do you regret getting like a 250 or do you kind of wish you had got a 350 for the more capacity or yeah i i i, re I regret the 250 a little bit i i, I should have got the 350 i mean the, the heavy-duty tow package did come with an extra leaf spring, a half of one, kind of on the top. So on top of the stack, there's one up here like this. A little helper kind of spring. Overload spring. Yeah, yeah overload, overload spring. spring. And yeah, yeah. I think I saw some other 250s that didn't have that, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of a, thinking it's maybe part of the package that I got. But. Did you get OCR turned on? OCR? I don't know what that is. Oh, on yeah, where you can monitor your DPF. Um, yeah, oh, uh, yeah, 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 with Forescan. Yeah, I did that. Oh, okay, okay. Excellent. I did that. Yeah, Excellent. I, and I and I have getting into Forescan, I've definitely done all the as much as I can to it. 
with it. Excellent. You know, I, um, Do you have, I also uh, want to say one thing with the death wobble thing. Um, I've never had it. And I read on scouring forums, and I don't really like to do that that much because there's just a lot of misinformation on that. I but I found, I found a comment that really made sense. And some guy said, people with the heavy-duty tow package with the heavier springs don't have the death wobble, that that helps with the death wobble. I don't know if that's true, but I've never had it. So well, you've got a lot of, you got enough miles now to, uh, you would have thought you'd had it. Yeah. Potentially have had it. I've never had it either. And I've always had snowplow prep and with, you know, heavy springs and all that. So I've never, never really experienced death wobble. Yeah. I remember I had it happen to me, uh, in your, uh, black truck, right? Oh, wow. That was crazy. Just, just, I mean, yeah, violent, violent. Nope. Hey, Aaron, on, on region. Right second. there. Hey, Chuck, you know what? Yep. <laughs> Did I lock up? Yeah, you locked up just like this. You're just like. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. What'd you say, you know Tom? You know what's funny? Um, I'm kind of into like ham radio and stuff. And LED lights mess with messes with RF radio frequency big time. So what's, I just what's turned, ham radio? It, it's amateur radio. Oh, amateur like, radio a big CB, like a big CB. Yeah, it's like you okay. have a call sign and you get on and you get on repeaters and talk with people and it's you know like either truckers, or truckers or no, it's kind of like you get a call you get a call sign through the FCC. You got to take a small exam and oh, okay, uh, okay. you got to pass it. Yeah, and you get a little license, but. Yeah, and I just what when, when the reason I brought that up is I, I just turned my LED light off. I'm like, maybe that's messing with something. I don't know. So anyway, cool. sorry to get, sorry to get sidetracked there, guys. <laughs> what were you saying about Regen, Tom? Oh, I have a customer that uh, I was talking with earlier this week, and he's pushing. He's over three hundred thousand now on a seventeen six seven. Um, and we were looking at one of his latest oil analysis reports, and he was getting quite a fuel dilution. Um, and so one of the questions I was going to ask back to Aaron was, is from a driver, just from the information that's available inside the truck, can you see how often uh, the vehicle is going through regeneration? If not inside the truck. If I had one of my uh, i don't want to say sophisticated but it is if i had my uh, ford scan tool hooked up to it ids or fdrs then we can you know see the distance between regens and you know if if it had completed successfully or or what the soot level is um so in the truck no but if he has um ocr turned on which was what i had asked uh, rob there i have three videos for the 11 through 16, 17 through 19, and then the 20 and 21s are going to be the same. Um, that turns on information in the instrument cluster that displays a filter percentage. And you will see if it, if it is in passive regen, which is just normal steady state driving, EGTs are up hot enough, and it is just normally going to clean right. the soot off. You're going to see that percentage. It'll be you know, 80, 90, 95. And you're just, you know, be driving, look down. Oh, wow. It's at 70. Oh, wow. It's at 65. It's passively regenerating right now. Yeah, you're gradually burning it out. Yeah. So, 
you can have a better idea of what's really going on in the exhaust if just that percent is turned on. And like I turn it on on pretty much every truck that I get. And, you know, I'll have customers, you know, come back like, oh my God, what's this? I'm like, well, I put this little customer information sheet right here in the little map slot right here on the vent visor on your 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 map pocket there. And um, you know, it says what what this does and it's not you know anything to be worried about simply informational you want to know how changing the vehicle characteristics or all it's doing is giving them more information that's it and i i feel just being as a diesel you know uh i think rob uh he has used Forescan as well as i have you can turn the uh uh, temps over gauges and you can see how hot your freaking coolant is well why wouldn't you want to know how much is in your dpf you have a DEF gauge. It's just more info for the customer and, and it's going to be more educational. So it's like, you know, you're at 95, you know, what comes after 95? Okay, I'll wait. Yeah, 100. Well, what am I going to pull up and stop? Go maybe take another loop around the highway, you know, jet on, get on another exit, get back off. And I guarantee you, as soon as you get to that 575 mark, you know, a couple of good accelerations, you're going to see that percentage start to go down, go down. And then if it's at 30, 40, 50, then go shut it. Don't, you're going to have this snowball effect and it's going to get up and get up and get up and you're not going to clean it. And then it's going to, you know, take all this time to get it heat back up and go through the drive cycle. And then you're going to pull back up to your house and it's not, you're just going to keep, 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 keep doing this. And then as, oh, wow, as, that makes sense. as yeah. Tom was talking about, you talk about fuel dilution. When we have our active regen, active regen is going to initiate the PCM to, I don't want to say uh, inject raw fuel, but it is injecting raw fuel. It is going to cause some fuel dilution. And if the truck is continuously trying to go into regen because it sees that it's not being driven in a manner to do that, then we get into a scenario like like he's having. And an oil analysis is going to going to tell you if you have fuel dilution or not oh yeah i see it all the time you know? but the I six seven I... the six seven has that design where it puts the fuel in the cylinder and then it eventually on the exhaust stroke makes its way to the exhaust well the 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 fuel is being injected into the cylinder in its rawest form as possible because it's going out with the exhaust so like as soon as the exhaust valve open and that stuff's going out we're getting that spray and it's going to be as as raw fuel as possible to get those temperatures started in the catalyst which is what we need for all that stuff to burn and it's like a big incinerator that's all it is and we're just alternative an alternative way to do it is to have an actual injector in the exhaust stream to put fuel right into the exhaust versus yeah, using that's what big trucks do transits the three two puma does that they it do actually it like has that. yeah it has called a fuel Which, vaporizer yeah, technically it means more components it means right. more components and potentially more failures but less wear on the engine but it's less wear so here we are trying to clean the environment yet we're dumping dumping <laughs> Right, right right so with my, with my truck being yeah, uh, that one <laughs> with my truck being low mileage i'm not seeing fuel in my oil but i'm wondering if because that truck's got 300 plus thousand on the 300 thousand plus on the clock 
if that's why it's maybe seeing uh, fuel get into the oil. We've been watching his oil since about 100,000. Uh, this guy pulls RVs. And so he, I mean, he kills that truck every week, you know. Oh, okay. And, uh, and so, but he's had fuel in the oil uh, basically since the first time we uh, checked it clear back at around 100,000, no, 60,000, I think. Uh, but the, one of the reasons he gets so much fuel in the oil is he sleeps in the truck. Uh, oh. And so he idles the truck uh, all the oh. time. Yeah. And so he's either got the air conditioner on or he's got the heat on. Uh, and then uh, I talked yeah. to him the other day and he's been fighting headwinds a lot in the Midwest. Uh, and he pulls these, it's the, it's the biggest trader that he can pull. Uh, and he said, it's like having a freaking sail on a ship, you know? And so it, it's just like having you pulling a brick wall back there. Yeah, so the how idling, do you combat that, the, I guess? The, the idling's hard on the truck because... You don't, I guess, yeah. You know, the idling's yep. just... Especially, I, I would imagine it's pretty cold. You well, know, it's either I, cold or hot, depending on where he is. is it, and, and then I'm sure it might not be cost-effective to, to high idle, but they don't like idling in the cold at just whatever... It's probably going in and out of high idle on zone based on what the computer sees. Yeah, I'd be uh, curious to see if if he has that OCR turned on or is oh, monitoring, you know, that. I don't think he is because uh, when I've asked him about his DPF regenerations before, I mean, he knows what they are, but he, there's, you know, I, I don't ever get a lot of information after that. And so uh, I think he's just letting the truck do its own thing all the time, which, hey, that's fine, you know. But the That's, way he drives, it's probably in passive regen, you know, constantly because he's max load, high RP, you know, high speed, you know, he is pushing that thing probably eighty mile an hour max load all day long. He's probably I, just his, his boost gauge must be just pegged, you know, the whole yeah. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I well, just recently you. made a video talking about all these types of regen, the, the three types of regen, one that the customer really isn't going to have to deal with, just more so the dealer level or technician, rather. Um, it uh, is going to be real educational and talking about what this regen is, what messages I'm supposed to see, um, just to educate people on that. Because, I mean, what's regen? Right. people don't know huh what i get i get a lot of new customers who have never like i let the dog out home so. yeah when i when i first got going with the diesel it's kind of like i had to learn about the region the fuel separator yeah. I had to learn so oh, yeah. much it's, it's a learning game. curve yeah there's a lot to it you know a, a rod had a guy on one of the uh one of the talks uh he he let his truck he said he let his truck he was doing rv transport also and uh, he let his truck idle all night. I don't know. Oh, do you yeah. remember that one guy? I don't know if you seen saw that episode, but the yeah, guy you're that's... the guy you're talking about his his name isn't Felix, is it? Yeah, that's Felix. Yeah, I think that was his name. Yeah, because it's ironic that they both tow RVs. They could be the same guy for all we know. Yeah, yeah. My guy know. is not Felix, but okay, uh, okay. Just making sure. So, but no, I mean he he runs that thing basically every day and. You know as many miles as he can possibly drive in a day legally you know and he's pulling the biggest trailer that he can pull with it because that's where he makes the most money yeah and, uh, and he's uh, he's he's running amsoil so he's getting you know 300 he's already at 300 000 right 
So I'm I, I'd be curious. I'm curious yeah, to see how long it lasts. Well, yeah, he that. just had the he had a scare recently, and it, it was a it was a false flag. Um, he had the rear differential service, um, and he had been running uh, Amsoil gear lube in the rear differential since about. Uh, but he was at the point where he was going to change it again, and he took it to the dealership. Uh, of course, this was not Aaron's dealership, you know, but he took it to a dealership, and they changed the rear diff fluid but they didn't pull the cover. All they did was suck out the old fluid and pump back in new fluid. Mm. And he wanted to do an oil sample of that old fluid. Right. So he sends the sample in. Well, the sample comes back, cat four, red flags, you know, metal shavings, viscosity is bad, you know, all stuff. And I'm like- So they had oh. the oil out of a machine? <laughs> like everybody's- they did. They I, gave I everybody's they oil, oh man. And so it oh, scared man. the crap out of him for good reason, you know. Here you're you're supposed to trust in this oil analysis, and and you get this report back that just you know looks like your truck's going to blow up. Looks like your uh, truck is already blown up. Oh, uh, and so he uh, took it back to the dealership, and they pulled the rear cover and cleaned everything out and refilled it and checked the lash on the gears and everything. And the master tech who normally works on his truck is the one who finally worked on it this time. And the guy said, your differential looks like brand new. So he said, don't worry about it. Oh, man. They so, give him some of that oil from the... They <laughs> gave him some oil from... <laughs> Go scrape some out of that pit over there or something. You yeah. know? <laughs> I'm worried about an oil sample. <laughs> they probably were like, <laughs> yeah, we'll give him some oil. Well, they probably forgot to cap. They probably forgot to, to do it. You know? They probably then, forgot to do it. And then all of a sudden, they realized, "Oh crap! I got to put some oil in that bottle." Give him some and oil they, from the machine that's, right. that's been just draining diff oil from every vehicle that hasn't been <laughs> hasn't maintained it. You know what? Diff oil comes out for the most part. It comes out uh, half the time. It comes out looking like glitter because it yeah. doesn't get done enough or that often or whatever and they'll just come out well, looking nasty if, if you take a brand new vehicle and drive it you know ten thousand miles especially if you're putting a load on it those gears are going to generate metal shavings as they wear against each other you know so i always tell people i'm like look i don't care what the manual says change the oil after the first you know 10 15 000 miles and then if you want to go whatever the manual says that's fine but you need to get that first load out of there because it's going to have the metal in there from where the gears mated with each other. Yeah. Yeah. I did hear that. Um, when they, when they make the gears, they're, they're made only so precise and they actually wear in together. Yeah, they have to wear in. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same way with your clutches, automatic transmission, you know, when they first go through about that first five or 10,000 miles, especially if you're putting a lot of weight on them. You know, that friction material is going to scuff off in there a little bit, you know. And so then if you pull the pan and clean all that out and then new fluid, new filter, then if you want to run, you know, a long, long interval, that's fine. But now you got a 450, right? Yep. And you're, you're plowing snow with a 450? Yep. But it's set up for snow plowing, right? With the prep package and everything? Yeah, it is. Yep. How big of a plow? 
Uh, it's got an eight foot ten. So it's either eight feet or ten feet. Wow. So it's one of these. It's got the double, but you can push in both directions to the side, or is it just a yep. single moldboard? It's got the one where it goes to either direction, maybe. A little hinge in the middle. No, uh, that's a V plow. But the one that I got, like the wings are off on the side of the, so they kind of get on the edges. Yeah, just the edges get longer to ten feet. So you can hang, you can turn it one way or the other. Yeah, like one edge will one edge will scoop in, and another one like will be straight. Okay. Or it'll be, or it can go down to eight feet. Um, pretty cool. I think, I think one, um, um, Tom had a a great thing. He's going to get over to me. I'm going to make a video on it. And it's another way uh, for us to take oil samples and not only uh, through the crankcase, trans, diff, transfer case, or whatever fluid you want to get analyzed. Um, it's a it's a pretty sweet contraption because not yeah it's just a little suction pump yeah I broke mine I, I was going to take an oil sample out of my own truck in my wife's car the other day and uh, so I got out my it's just a little suction gun that the oil sample bottle screws onto the bottom of but my own suction gave uh, I've had it for about ten years and uh, so I had to order I, when I ordered your new one uh, I had to order a new one for myself too because mine finally finally gave it up so it's something that a a, a, D, a, a diy guy can oh, can absolutely. use it's not a absolutely. a special tool that you gotta no. you know pay an arm and a leg for and boom pull your, pull your thing out well it's the, best down in here. Get the most accurate sample too so yeah you know, that, you said if you want to pull a sample out out of a differential or out of a transfer case or anything you just put a little piece of hose on it suck it out and it keeps everything clean and goes right in the bottle. Yeah. What What are your uh, thoughts on the Zero W40 oil? It's recommended. Ford, the, the owner's manual says you can run it any temperature. Just All like a 5W40. Right. What are your thoughts on, on that? That is what I sent Aaron the other day. Uh, he's not done the video on that yet, but uh, the longer... And the longer I'm in this business and the more experience I gain, and I've been doing it for about 16 years now, uh, actually longer than that if you count my time in the military, but uh, I run a zero weight, either a 020 or a 030 or a 040 in all of my own equipment. Uh, and I think it is the best uh, oil in general because you get oil sooner at startup and that's where a lot of wear occurs yeah that makes sense yeah and so the only thing that and this is perceived to be a negative with zero weight oil and when i say zero weight it's the zero in front of the w um so whether it's a 020 or a 030 or 040 whatever um in order to get that first number to a zero they have to modify the additive package. Uh, and that makes the oil a little bit more volatile. Uh, and so the engine's gonna use a little bit more oil. It might, uh, because the oil's more volatile. But to me, there's an advantage there. 
uh, a your your oil's moving through the engine sooner uh, at startup, especially when it's cold. Uh, but also, if the engine does use a little bit of oil, uh, I mean, we got some of these trucks and cars now have you know uh, seventy five hundred to ten thousand mile oil change interval. Well, if it uses a little bit of oil and that makes room for a little bit of top off oil or you know oil to add, where we add a quart, you know maybe at three or four thousand miles, uh, that's good because now we're sweetening the package, we're sweetening the additive package in between oil changes, so it's keeping the oil more robust. Uh, so I am very gradually moving to. Uh, recommending zero weight, and I'm glad to see Ford put it in their owner's name, where they said zero zero W forty is recommended on the six point seven uh, for all temperatures. Uh, so doesn't matter. Yeah, good little chart there. Yep. So I like it. Yeah, but I was thinking about doing that oil next, and then I kind of like got a little cold feet and was like, oh, I'll stick with the five forty. But I do think I want to try it now. Oh, yeah. I would definitely, especially in the wintertime. No, yeah. But just saying, you can run it year round. But uh, to me, I, I a no brainer. Guys, I was watching, is uh, one of you talked about the fact that you could hear that your truck sounded different when you started it when it was cold? Yeah. Is that you, Aaron? Mm hmm. And I think, oh, I don't know what it was. It was on the video that you did where you were talking about using a plug-in heater or not. And when you plugged it in, it sounded different from when you didn't plug it in and started it cold. Most definitely. It sounded more, the engine just sounded more, just angrier, just more like fluffier. It didn't want to start. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because there wasn't as much oil moving through it. And the oil was thick, you know. So things that the plug-in heater does is reduces the viscosity of the oil so that it flows through there quicker you know the oil pump move it uh, whereas when it's cold doesn't want to flow but it doesn't want to flow so that'd be interesting to see um because i know i want to do i want to do a cold start uh, uh power draw on the starter how much amperage is the starter line on a conventional 15W40 versus a synthetic 040 on a cold day, you know, and see how much power difference there it'd is. Be, it'd be interesting. I think you'd want to do it with a uh, vehicle that cranks, like a 7.3, like an old 7.3 that actually struggles a little. Because I don't know, a 6.7, it seems like if you did that, it might not be that big a difference on that particular truck because it cranks so easily, you know. But I don't know about I don't know about fifteen W forty though. I've always ran five W forty five W forty at least. So well, I've got a. I did some research on this many years ago, and uh, there's a calculator that you can go to online, and it'll show you what happens to the viscosity of an oil as it gets cold. Uh, on about below like. 20 degrees Fahrenheit and you start heading towards zero. I mean, it's like a freaking hockey stick, man. It just goes straight up in terms of that oil getting thicker. Uh, so what about the 1030? Like what, what, what do you think that sits? Well, it's going to sit 
just look at the numbers in terms of that 10 uh, is even thicker than your 5W40. Uh, and so it's going to be harder to turn over. Yeah. So. No, if I we only had like a test cold cold cell, that would be cool. Oh, if you, they at a disposal. They cost a lot of money. Oh, yeah, I know. That's why that I think sweet. the starter draw would be a, a good representation of that. You know, because the, the colder that engine is and the harder it turns over, uh, the more power it's going to get that, that's going to be drawn into that starter. I was talking um, uh, before we started recording, um, or was it during, before you came on, that uh, the oil bypass kit um, just recently uh, made that video. I'm talking about, um, you know, what this is, what it's going to do, talking about that filter and what we're going to figure out mounting this thing. Right. And if it's going to be on the cab, if it's going to be on the frame, I need it to be accessible. I need any Joe Schmo to be able to lay underneath there. And brother, you play with Legos, you'll be able to put this on. Right. It needs to be that easy. So I think it's going to be, it's going to be a two-part series. What I want to do, because right now my truck's leaking oil and there's a recall on the transmission. So the transmission, yeah, the transmission needs to come out. I'm going to give that to the trans dude. Let him, let him do what he's got to do. And then I'm going to fix my oil leak because I don't want to put the zero W40 in here and then just have to, ah, Oh yeah. let me fix this oil leak. I, I don't know. I'm going to have to pull the trans to look at it anyway. And it's, it's like back here in this, this corner here by the starter. And I, I, I don't think it's the upper oil pan. I feel like it's coming from inside the bell housing. It could be the back of the pan and it's inside the bell housing, but right. I got to tear into it and I really don't want to. And it's your own truck. But when all that stuff's <laughs> out, um, then I'm, I'm going to fix that um, and then get, get that oil in there. And obviously between now and then I'm going to be brainstorming where to put this jig, where, yeah, where we're going to do this. Cause like you said, that's going to be the key, um, to successfully installing it. Cause like you were saying, everybody's trucks isn't going to be the same. You guys lifted it. Dude's put big tires, got a, you know, aftermarket add on toolbox, whatever. Or, whatever. So, um, I'm excited for that. I think, in my opinion, having what did you say the two the bi filter setup has, where like the, you said the the oil comes out and then goes right back into the the separator plate and doesn't actually go up to the oil cap. No, the dirty oil comes out of that sandwich adapter that's in between the oil filter and the engine. So, and when I say dirty oil, it's not really dirty. It's just it hasn't been through the bypass filter yet. So it comes out of that sandwich adapter on the side of it, goes to the bypass filter, goes through it, and then the return hose goes up and drops it back into the oil filled cap. Right. But what about the... You're talking the, about the alternate design where everything's located underneath the truck and instead of having the filter separate well, remote. Dual remote. Yeah, the dual yeah. remote one. The dual remote, yeah. That's, that one, everything everything leaves the engine goes to the bypass or the dual remote 
uh, filter head, and then all of the oil goes back into the engine. Uh, so that's not even a bypass thing. No, it is. There's a bypass filter uh, mounted on the. There's two filters mounted on a single. Head. But is it is it full flow or is the actual one of them bypass? full flow? Uh -huh. uh, so the first filter is full flow. The second filter is the bypass filter. So a small amount of the oil that's coming into that filter head. Uh, I mean, most of it's going through the full flow filter and right back out. And then, our question, our question, I think was we were think we were talking about this, mm -hmm. and I think our question was once that design uh, it does a partial filtration of that oil, how does it get it back into the oil stream? Like on on the where on the one where you have two filters on one head. Yeah. So when the oil comes out of the bypass filter, it just goes right back in with the rest of the oil that's going back towards the engine. Okay. So it's still doing the same thing. So it takes the pressure side, the higher pressure side, and then puts it back into the lower pressure side. Cause I, I would imagine there's a little bit lower pressure on the right. other side of the system. Yeah. There's a restrictor in the bypass uh, filter. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. So that's, so there's a, keeps... so there's an orifice there. Yep. That maintains that little bit of difference. Okay. Yep. Now it makes sense. They both have that, uh, but yeah, so that way when the oil comes out of the bypass filter, it just goes right back in with the built oil that's coming out of the full flow filter and then mix together and head back into the engine. But with the one, the second design that we're talking about, you don't have to have that hose going up and then pouring the oil back through the valve cover. Right, it all goes back into the right. engine on the bottom. So that could be a cleaner option if that you don't you're not going to get as you're not going to get as many or as much fil filtration because you're not going to get a dual remote. You're no, just you're, get a... you're the end result is exactly the same. Oh, okay, um, it is. So it's just that the full flow filter that goes on that dual remote head is not as big as the full flow filter that. Uh, the, the factory size full flow filter that's on your 6.7 engine and the, the thread size is not as big. So that's one of the reasons that I like the single remote better is because it retains the larger, uh, higher flow, uh, full flow filter. Okay. Rob. Rob yeah. For, for, for being just a regular Joe customer have yeah. your own truck how yep. does, how what do you, how how do you digest that what do you, what do you think about all that information is that something you think would be beneficial do you find that uh possibly getting onto your rig one did you what do you think about it no i i honestly don't i wouldn't do any of it really i just leave it the way it is i mean i it's 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 working great for me i've had zero problems with this i don't foresee anything in the future i just i mean i i guess if something came up you know i'd, I'd look into it more but yeah that's kind of where i where i stand with that do you get your your oil analyzed or anything no yeah. i haven't sent it out i talked to a buddy of mine and you know he's done that before and he, he suggested that i do do that you know but i should i probably should but I mean, you know, me, I'm, I'm running, I'm running 55 and above. 
a lot. I, I have low idle hours. I just, you're not I'm, pushing the I'm, truck hard anyway. I mean, no, I'm, I'm really not. I mean, I pulled a trailer to California, a 20 by eight and a half cargo trailer. And I pulled it in 115 degree. We, there was like a heat warning out there. You've got and, the T6. Uh, you got the T6 in the in, in the engine already. Yeah, oh, and yeah. well, actually, that was that was when I had the uh, the motor, the just the power stroke. Uh, oh, you had the 1030 in there. Yeah, the 1030 in there. And uh, that was even, you know, getting back. You know, I forgot one thing um, with the with Forescan and putting the temperature above the cool uh, the uh, temperature gauge. You know, but the actual number yeah i actually saw it i hit 240 and it wasn't done back then i didn't have the four scan mods and that's where i saw that temperature came up it said 241 that's where it showed up stopped from the factory and i was pulling through um the uh the ever popular i know there's a couple channels on youtube that that test the ike gauntlet in uh in uh the uh the climb up to Vail, yeah. colorado oh yeah yeah and i i pulled through there i pulled that trailer through there it was like that was that know, was your that was your oil temperature that got to 240 <laughs> that was the coolant temperature and that's oh, where wow. i first noted that's where i first noticed like oh there's a a possibility for a a digital number to be above that gauge you know and i, I don't know it's just something i wanted to tell you guys that's that's where wow. i saw that and i Dude. saw that i'm like oh my gosh it's pretty warm you know so Definitely. But yeah, I don't really, I don't really push the truck. I mean, so today I drove 200 miles, but it was basically unloaded. It was, you know, the girls in the back and right. myself. Daily driver kind of thing. Yeah. I, well, I'm driving it. I'm driving it on country roads. I'm, I'm just running at 55, 60 or, you know, anywhere from 55 to 75. I don't really speed that much in it, but I don't really see the point of it. But um, yeah. And it, you know, it regens beautifully. I, I don't have any problems at all. No oil leaks, no nothing. So for so, me, my, my answer to you, A-Rod, I don't know if I would do that mod right now. Right. It, it might not be, it might not be cost effective. Right. Yeah. Either. But, you know, for me, I've been kind of toying with it back and forth because I end up in a situation where I got to do a lot of oil changes mm-hmm. because for whatever reason, plowing, uh, doing what I'm doing, I keep getting, I keep blowing through my oil life monitor within like 3,000 miles or like a month. Like in a month of me working, it'll just go through the whole oil life. And it's like, it can get to be, you know, do I want to like, you know, mess around with all the different, you know, or not have the maintenance records show that I've been just changing and changing it versus I keep having to keep change it keep changing it and changing it every month or whatever. Whereas if I had everything set up to be extended and didn't have to do it, then it might be worth it for me. I don't know yet though, you know, still pretty new, very early. Yeah. No, I, I understand it on that one. Yeah. So if you're going through an oil life uh, at 3000 miles, that's gotta be based on an area. Tell me if I'm wrong, but that's gotta be based on fuel consumption, isn't it? Uh, um, but, consumption is one of the things it looks at but right yeah it's probably, run time yeah. and outside temperature yeah yeah so I, I, I've got a, I got a question for you on uh power steering fluid change a rod what do you suggest do i suck out the reservoir and just put back in i mean 
I've tried that and I'm only getting maybe five ounces. So a little bit more out of it. And so go take your phone, go okay. right here underneath the frame rail of your truck. And you're going to okay. see this, this rubber line go from rubber to steel. Do it now right here on the driver's side of the frame. Go, right. go show what I'm talking about. Well, let me set up the light then. Let me see here. If All right, you, in front of the tire. Yep, or right, right. It? Yep, right in front, of, right underneath the like the tow hook, right inside under the radiator. Yep. So if you lay down under. Yep. If you lay down on the inside of the frame. Keep going. Now let me see. Let me get some light up in here. Looks pretty. Well, oh, you know, yeah. I not live in I Detroit. I wash this truck. Um, I have a uh, underbody cleaner. It, it attaches to a power washer. I just I keep the salt. Oh heck yeah, all. yeah. So where now? Go on the inside of the frame. So that's the outside. Go on the inside of the frame. Farther back? No, like uh, on the in inboard of the vehicle. This okay. needs to be. This needs to be a video. Okay, for sure. See on see on the frame. Uh, yeah. No, show the side of the frame. I'm looking up at the diff. Like up here? Yeah, I want to see the, the frame. Let me go to the back. Let me go to the other side. Hold on a second. Probably. Right, let me see. Yeah. I see the frame. All right, I'm getting dirty for this one. All right, here we go. I'm getting down. Taking one for the team, man. That's yeah, right. No Okay, where like behind the diff? Nope, nope. In front, in front of the diff. Front of the diff. In front of it. Let me see the side okay. of the side of the frame. Oh, I see. All right. Yeah, see you All see right. that line? Show them the line. Right. Now it's hard for me to position the phone. Nope. Uh, go go forward to that more. Uh, go go forward to that. Forward to. Yep. Yep. On the other side of that. On the other side. Go towards okay. the front of the truck. Okay. There it is. Hold on. Oh, is that the cooler you're talking about? This yeah. See, see that. See this metal line that's up there. It's, it goes from metal to rubber. Yeah. Oh wow, that's how it was on the. You, um... you disconnect that, and then your 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 power steering fluid will just all drain right there. That's a that's a, that's a low point. That's a low point there, huh? Yeah. Hold on. That's similar to how it was designed on the uh, five four one fifty I had. Um, right by that electrical power, connector. What kind of power steering fluid does it this, use? Is this it like an right ATF? About, right? No, that. <laughs> no, oh. see that electrical connector, that black connector that's hanging that right there, on the frame. On oh yeah, right here. Yeah, look above that electrical connector. You should see like a a a, a, a metal to steel. To rubber line. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's the power steering line. So if you just take that little clamp off and, and wiggle that that little uh, rubber line off, okay, you'll just drain it all right there. And now you can actually you don't have to get power steering fluid. You can actually use Mercon LV, which is and the same trans yeah. fluid you're gonna use. Yep. Fill, it, fill it right up. And for all you guys that don't know as well, Ford has just now changed the fluid requirement for the transfer case. It's no longer the XL 
12, I think it was. It's right. now Mercon yep. LV. Yep. So we All are, three. we, uh, pardon me? Power steering, transmission, transfer case. Yes. So don't, uh, don't, um, uh, obviously go by your owner's manual, although owner's manual is going to tell you to use power steering fluid. We now can use uh, Mercon LV. So I bet um, if you switch from power steering to Mercon, I bet it smoothed it out. I'd probably make it lighter to turn, I would think. I mean, maybe. I mean, it's just hydraulic fluid is really all it is. And Right. Is my 20, is my tier, is my 20 uh, ATF or is it uh, power steering from the factory? Um, I, I don't know. It's, I, it's I really turned, don't know. It turns so easy. It's like. When I drive, can... when I drove my truck home and then I got in your truck and we went to go film. It, big difference, I, dude. I, big difference, man. I've been driving it like what, dude? The, the way it turns is just wonderful. It's just barely any effort. Like the lightest steering of any vehicle, and it's it's the largest vehicle that I've ever owned. We 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 love, uh, we have, but it needs more caster, and it has four thirty gears, and I love it. You know what? I don't think I need more caster. I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to mess with nothing. I'm just gonna leave it. You know, leave it the way it is. I don't want to mess nothing up. I so think... when I when I go to refill that, do I have to turn the wheel lock to lock at all to get air out or leave the cap off? No. no. Yeah. Now, no? if you start it up with no fluid in it it's going to suck all that fluid down and then draw air into it but okay. if that steering gear which you're not draining is full of fluid you're going to just dump fresh fluid on top of it and it's going to suck all that down so and... what what do you what so if you're going from power steering fluid to atf are you mixing they they'll mix just fine and then yeah one, it's two, essentially two, the same thing so their power steering fluid is not like gear oil anyway it's already like an atf type of oil no that th those X number fluids, those were just fancy numbers for a hydraulic fluid, anyway. So. Yeah. Okay. So you're not. This isn't a thick gear oil. This no, is still no, something. No. Com it's compatible. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think this would ago, be. Used to, <coughs> years ago, we used to use transmission fluid in in power steering Ugh. on everything. Yeah, and then we only switched when they started going to the low viscosity fluid on the transmissions, and they thought they still needed to use the thicker fluid in the in the in the uh, power steering, but now they're realizing that they can use the lighter fluid than the power steering as well. I think it's really confusing because I've been asked a, a, a bunch about that. You know, hey, A Rod, what uh, what uh, what fluid does my transfer case take? Or you know, hey, I just drained my power steering fluid. I had a big leak. You know, can I not use power steering? Yeah, actually, you can use you know uh, your your trans fluid um, because the owner's manual isn't going to necessarily reflect what the current right. I guess requirement it's, is because they're updating. all right, not updating. right. No, and power steering systems are simple hydraulic systems anyway. That's you know, it. They're, they're not complicated. I think uh, uh, one system that we haven't really talked about um, has been coolant. And this will probably be, you know, a great time for us to end this one and pick up the next 
podcast uh, uh, talk uh, with Tom uh, because we have some great talk we're going to want to do about coolant. And talk for weeks about coolant. I literally just got a comment while we were um, filming uh, about coolant and. Uh, about using the new yellow coolant and then I got a 6.0 in gold and and this and we're going to clear it all up and we're going to talk about it here. We're going to talk about it on the Power Strokes and uh, any other Ford vehicle because it's going to be changed, um, you know, across all of our our Ford uh, products. So, um, Tom, again, thank you so much for, for joining back with us. Rob, uh, newcomer, we'll have you back on. Definitely want to talk. Uh, yeah, love, love to come back on. Thanks for Talk about me. your truck. And uh, DS, Ryan, as always, make sure to check out our email. If you want to get on the show, uh, get in the queue, talk trucks, check my email above my head. And I'm going to put uh, all of Tom's info uh, in the description if you have some uh, lubricant questions for him. Lubricant and cool it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for talking with us and watching, and we'll catch you guys all next time. See ya.